Hi, welcome to another episode of the Taylor Johnson Podcast. I'm Taylor Johnson. I'm a stand-up comedian, speaker, and author, and this is another mini-episode of the show where we are looking at specifically what the world is like right now. Only a couple more of these episodes, and then we're going to go back to our regularly scheduled episodes, full-length, hour-long, interview, funny bit, all the fixins. You You know it. You love it. It's coming back in just a couple of weeks. But today, I have an interview that I'm very excited to get to share with you. I wanted to hear from someone outside of the United States of what their experience has been like through all of this. And it's a double, double whammy because I also get to hear what like ministry is like right now in another part of the world, which is very fascinating. It's a really great conversation. I learned a lot. It gave me a lot to think about. It gave me a lot to be grateful for that I have access to that I have definitely been taken for granted. And so this is a conversation that I had with my friend, Meredith Bagby. So Meredith, where, where are you, where do you live? I live in Durban, South Africa. So like what, what, what is in place right now for like, what are you allowed to do? Yeah. Um, we, so we're in lockdown and that was kind of our first thing, like right from the get go. So president said, Hey, these are the rules. And, um, so funny. We had a few days. Everyone is like rushing around to gather food and um, everything that they might need. And for 21 days, we are going to stay inside. We could only go to the grocery stores, to the pharmacies, and um, to the ATMs. And of course, you can go to the hospital or the doctor if you need to. Um, anything that's essential. Um, and we can't go outside and go on walks. Um, oh, you we, can't even go on walks? You can't even go on walks. You can't even walk your dog. So you got to stay within your own property. Um, so we can go outside like on the patio, but can't walk around anywhere. So we're a little stir crazy. And so that was 21 days was the initial time that we were going to stay locked down. And then it got extended for another couple weeks till the end of April. So it'll be five weeks in total. We're in week number four right now, about to finish up four. So, and do you think that it'll really end at the end of April, or do you think they're going to extend it more? Now it's interesting that we're recording today. First off, like I think anyone knows that um, recording ahead of time a week or two or even two days could change. You know, everything is changing so rapidly. Um, and so tonight the president is actually getting on and, and explaining what is going to happen, um, for the next phase. So <laughs> whenever people listen back to this, it's probably going to be so, so different than what I'm saying right now, but, um, nothing has been said officially, but I think they're planning to slowly let up so not a lot at first, you know, there's a lot of, 
hey, you guys are doing like less than 10. I see people still like hanging out at each other's houses and having small parties, whatever. So obviously we can't do that. We're all like in our homes. I think we'll, we'll get to a place where we can have, be in smaller groups. Certain businesses are going to start opening things like that. But for the church, I'm sure it's going to be a while before we're going to be able to have everyone in our building again. That's what I was going to ask. Cause like in the States, um, there are rules, but like there's been such a response of people who are like, no, and like trying to fight against it and like <laughs> yeah. not taking it seriously, which is very wild. And I, I guess because is it do you see less of that in your country because of how strict the enforcement is? Yeah. Or like the rules are? It's so hard to answer these questions, like these super general questions, because there's different groups of people that are going to react differently. If I had to say, like, there have been some people that it's been surprising, like, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like, we're not going to get corona. We'll just do whatever. Um, but we do have the police and the military deployed to be monitoring and keeping everyone following the rules. So like I've only been out of the house twice <laughs> this whole time Whoa. and I've seen um, police cars around like you can tell that they're there, but they just kind of seem like they're doing normal stuff, you know, just kind of watching. I haven't like come up to a roadblock where they're checking, like, do you have a permit? Do you have receipts from the grocery store? Which they said that they were going to be doing. Um, so I haven't experienced that yet, but I also haven't been moving around a lot. And there's certain places that they're monitoring more than others because they're highly populated or they're you know, certain areas that they're more concerned, um, about like the vulnerability of people, you know, so there's more of a presence there, but, um, you know, some people are just like, yeah, whatevs. Like, uh, <laughs> one of the guys was talking about his friend went to the beach and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go. Cause like nobody's around. It's not going to be a big deal. And then they got caught at the beach and arrested. <laughs> So they are paying attention, and I think that is keeping most people following the rules. Um, so when I've driven around, it's been very quiet. Obviously, the grocery stores are full, but um, on the streets, there's not that many people. So you also, you're not at your regular home. You're with your pastors? Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I came and stayed with them, so... I'm part of a little quarantine family <laughs> so that I wouldn't be alone, which I cannot imagine an entire month without being able to talk and laugh with people. But I live alone, but it's not as strict where like I, I don't know, I've seen, I've seen a couple of people. So it hasn't been like I am trapped completely. I'd like, I could not imagine being on lockdown for a month by myself. I would lose my mind. I know. So you made the right choice. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, it'd be so nice to be in my house. And then I'm like, not worth it. <laughs> and uh, you guys have like moved everything online like everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, were you guys prepared for like, I don't know, were you did like, has that been a, a crazy transition for you guys? <laughs> of course. No. We... 
Okay, so here's an interesting um, challenge for us, which, and I'm saying all of these things, obviously I'm talking about my experience. I know a lot of people are in similar situations, um, but we don't have, there's a lot of people that don't have access to Wi-Fi, and then people that do, um, we don't have just like unlimited bandwidth and and internet like in the states what a lot of us are used to so people are having to choose like if i even have wi-fi even if i have data to be able to use to stay connected i have to do school i have to do work so those things are required how much i know how much um, bandwidth can I allow for attending church service or jumping on the fun things we're doing for youth or, you know, like Zoom meetings, um, you know, everyone's doing these small groups and stuff like really cool things. I just love how creative people are being with how they're staying connected. But um, there's a lot of stuff that we just haven't really put effort into because we don't have that many people that would be able to jump on to a lot of extra things. And, you know, it just really makes you prioritize. Like, do you want everyone to be at a church function every day of the week? Or do you want more people jumping on to your Sunday service that you've spent hours preparing for? You know, like, what are the things that are really important? Do we need... um, specific services or opportunities for kids, for youth, which we are doing, but you know, it's like really rethinking all those things. Where are you putting your energy? Where do you think people are going to be able to jump on? What have you like spoken on? Like, are you like speaking to specifically like this moment or were you in the middle of a sermon series before this started that you're continuing? Um, so we, We had planned to do a whole sermon series on hearing God's voice. And so the first week was more just like, hey, where are we at? Like, we're in lockdown. We are now with our families and our parents and not at school. So we talked a little bit more about that. But um, then we jumped into, hey, okay, let's talk about hearing God's voice. We already had that planned. I think that's super important for this time. We aren't going to be all together like we're used to. You don't have your accountability um, system in place as much. Like now you're having to call each other instead of like running into each other at school. And so it's very important if you haven't practiced this discipline that you know how to do this. Like the Lord is talking and you need to be able to hear him in your bedroom. So um, that we continue to talk about that. What is it like you you live with your boss? <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. That's why it helps to have a certain workday schedule, right? So it can be like, okay, nine to five, we're talking about work. We can, you know, grab each other for a meeting or like, hey, I need you to do this or whatever at any time during that time. But once we all eat dinner and then it's the evening, like we're not talking about work anymore. So it helps to have the routine. So we've been pretty routined around here, um, which helps a lot. I mean, 
you know, I don't wake up quite as early, but I'm still like getting dressed for the day. And we have so many videos and things. I mean, I wish I could stay in my pajamas all day, but we got to, we got to film services and Devo videos and all the different things that we're doing. Um, so I have to, you know, look a little presentable. <laughs> And um, it also helps because I'm not in my own home. Like maybe there's some things you'd let slide if you're in your own space. But like I'm living with other people. And even though I love them and I'm comfortable with them, like, you know, I'm still still going to wear normal clothes around the house. Yeah, and shower a normal amount of a healthy amount of time. Exactly. And, you know, people are smelling you. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. I kind of wish I had that accountability because <laughs> I live by myself. So uh, yeah, I can. There are days that uh, if I know I'm not like posting anything online or I don't have to film anything, it can get rough. It can get real rough. And honestly, yep, that's, that's okay. <laughs> Nobody's going to know unless you tell them on your podcast for everyone to hear. So yeah, that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what, what is one of the first things you're looking forward to doing once you can go back to normal? So, okay. There's a few things. First off, I just want to hug everybody. Like, I don't care who they are. I'm just... Anytime I see them, I just want to hug them. That was such like a huge part of our culture as a church. I feel like that's just a part of the culture here in Durban. I am just a huggy person in general. So like I need my hugs. <laughs> Thankfully, you know, we have kids and dogs around here so I can hug them. But um, can't wait to hug people. Also cannot wait to drive my car around. <laughs> Yeah. I've only driven it twice in a whole entire month. So, um, I was go like, uh, my Walmart is like so close to my apartment. It's like right down the road. And that was mostly the only place that I was going to. And then one day I was just like, oh, you know what? I want to get fast food and I'm going to get fast food in a different town just so that I can go. S I just want to go somewhere else. So yeah. I drove 15 minutes to a different town. And it was the first time I drove over 60 miles an hour in like three weeks. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is so fast. I'm flying. <laughs> I know. It was like scary almost. But, oh, man, yeah, it just felt so good to not be stuck. Yes. You're just moving around. I don't know. It's like when you're always driving around in your car, it's like almost like a friend to you, you know? Like I've been missing my little baby for a while. So I cannot wait to do that again. Also, we live in Durban, so we live right on the coast. And um, I cannot wait to go to the beach again and smell the salt air and walk on the promenade and just you see all the people passing by and they're just happy and it's just so nice what about is it like a restaurant or any food that you can't wait to have once you're out of that house yeah so um we also let me just add this no restaurants or takeout or 
delivery services are happening. The only deliveries are are from grocery stores. So we have not been able to, like, we've only cooked our own food. Well, Desra has cooked so many amazing meals. She's a wonderful cook. And so we're not hurting here, but there's just certain things that we're like, you know what? Like, I'm really craving that Thai takeout place that we always go to. Like, now I'm talking about it again. And it's terrible. When every time we talk about it, we're like, I can't wait to eat noodles. (laughs) Okay, so I guess, like, to close, what has been... What has been one of the biggest things that has helped you to stay sane during your lockdown? Like, it doesn't have to be the number one thing, but like something that has been really helpful for you to get through this wild time. Okay, that's a good question. Um, can I give a few different answers? No. No. Yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> you can use the one or all of these, whatever works best, um, for your audience. But okay. So good question. One of the things I would say is, um, it's such a blessing that I do have my own room because being a part of a family is is so fun. It really has been a blast. We've had a lot of um, special memories together and fun things that we've done, games we played and things. But it is nice to be able to close the door sometimes. And when you're in a time that is just like completely different than your normal, to be able to just have some alone time that you can read a book or watch a show on your own, whatever it is that kind of helps you like feel like, okay, this is, this is normal for me. Um, another thing is, you know, it may be a cliche answer, but (laughs) Hey, I'm a pastor. So, um, getting in the Bible really does help. Um, it, I know we're talking about all of these things. And so you just assume that it's happening, but that's not always the case when you get into unfamiliar situations, you can, in different routines, um, you can stop doing some of the things that really bring that peace into your life. So making sure that I'm staying in my word, making sure that I'm not only researching so I can share things with other people, but allowing God to speak to me, what do I need for that day, helps me to be focused, helps me to be refreshed and have a good attitude and actually um, be aware of my surroundings. How can I help other people and serve people instead of just, oh, this is what I need. Oh, I'm so depressed. Oh, I'm so... Um, you know, unfortunate because I'm having to sacrifice. Everyone's having to sacrifice. So that just helps me to make sure that I'm, I have the right perspective and that I really am being refreshed by the Lord. So the third thing is, um, there's a lot of thoughts going on in your mind. I've recognized that like, oh, I'm so excited that I'm with my pastors. I'm with people that I love, that I consider as mentors, that I consider as friends, that I feel comfortable with. So I can share anything that's going on. Um, But just because you're around people doesn't mean that you're really talking through those things. So I've 
like noticed moments where I've been like, oh man, this is really difficult, stuck in my head. I wish somebody would just ask me about this. And instead of feeling sorry for myself, which I have, then I'm like, you know what? Like everyone else is also feeling this way. So I'm going to be the first one to ask. So then I start asking questions that actually lead to um, deeper conversations or uh, just get people talking. Maybe we're all just being quiet and I'm very social and I need people to be talking because that's what fills me up. And so why don't I be the one to start that? So realizing that I need to talk through some things and doing something about it instead of just wishing that someone would minister to me or help me process has helped a lot. Man, that is such a great point that just because you're around people who know you really well and that you're close to and who have often spoken to your life and have been there for you. Just because you're around them doesn't mean that the conversations that need to happen are happening. Like you could say like, yeah, I got really close friends. Yeah. I got people who really care about me and they know me really well, but like, are you you still you still have to have those conversations. Right. Like it's not just having them that makes the difference, but you using those relationships to have those conversations and being intentional about it, which is intentional is the next word that Christians are going to ruin because we use it too much. But <laughs> it's uh, it's true that I feel like that is such a great point. At the end of each one of these mini episodes, I have been playing audio sent in from a listener about what their experience has been like, as well as some encouragement to everybody else who is stuck at home. I only have one of those left, and I wanted to save it for next week, which will be our last of these mini episodes before we go back to the full the full kit and caboodle. And in just a couple of weeks, we're going back to normal. But I didn't have one from a listener, so I guess I, th- I thought I would tell you a little bit more about what my experience has been like. But mine is kind of boring. I haven't really done anything all that interesting. I'm trying to think of things that I've done that have been like helpful that I could like pass on to you that would be helpful for you. Uh, I don't know what that would be. Just go to bed when you're tired. Just sleep when you're tired. Give yourself a break and sleep when you're tired. How about that? That's my advice. Hey, more often than not, just go to bed. Not every time you feel it, but like more often than not, hit the hay. Don't torture yourself by staying up. There, that's what I have to say. And that's it. Uh, Thank you for listening. This is another mini episode and we'll be back next week with one more mini episode before we go full throttle, big deal, whole thing. It's back. It's back, baby, with a vengeance. Goodbye.